Rocky, Rocky Balboa, Rocky Balboa, cheesesteak fun hour. Rocky Balboa, Rocky Balboa, Tuesday Fun Hour. Rocky, Rocky Balboa, Rocky Balboa, Tuesday Fun Hour. Rocky, Rocky Balboa. Oh my God, ladies and gentlemen, you'll never believe we just stopped into the, to the studio. It's a hello, Dick, hello, Dick hello. Hey, Dick. <laughs> yes, hello. Happy to be here in the city of Philadelphia, or as many call it, the Windy City. <laughs> uh, nope, that's Chicago. Uh, so what's your name, sir? Uh, I'm Matt, Dick. Mike, would you nope. like a Werther's Original? <laughs> that's also a no. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy one, if you don't mind, while we chat. Dude. No reason why I wouldn't mind that. Go right ahead. Okay. Now let's get down to the topic of the day. It's come to my attention that many in the Philadelphia market were not all that impressed with the broadcast between me and my partner, mm -hmm. Mike Shirtstitch. Now listen, if I may say so myself, I don't think the broadcast is the problem. I think it might be a little bit of sour grapes because the Eagles, the home team, lost a close one on Sunday. That's not accurate. Now, listen, it's not all doom and gloom, Philadelphia, or as many call it, the City of Angels. <laughs> the youngster uh, uh, Michael Saunders out of Kent State sure looks like a promising young running back. <laughs> and the uh, young wide receiver Alvin Jeffries is looking good in his young career. <laughs> uh, so many mistakes. Bottom line, listen, it's a long season. Season, 162 games, so you just got to keep hope alive oh, here God. in Green Bay. <laughs> okay, um, there's a lot of mistakes. Look, I'm going to leave you. Keep, okay. Listen, I'm going to uh, leave you with an anecdote here. Did you guys know that if head coach Doug Patterson had married Khalil Mack, his name would be Doug Mack? <laughs> you know, that's. I think that's Split the most accurate thing we've gotten from that's, that's a side splitter there, Dickie. Now, listen, does anybody have a uh, local place to find some orthopedic shoes? All right, that's Dick, that, uh, that's quite enough. We got to get moving on. Thanks for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Dick Stockton, uh, announcer of get, Sunday's Get him out of here, Sal. Get him out of here. Yeah, get Sal, right. Sal. All right. No, hey, listen, uh, if anybody's going to chime in on this show, it's going to be me. Look, I've been here since episode one, sitting in the corner, drinking my old Milwaukee. Thank you, sir. And uh, I'm, if anybody's going to open the show, it should be me. Bro. All right. Now, no, if anyone's opening the show, it's me. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Sorry about Dick Stockton. Sal, good for you to join us. But everybody, welcome to episode four of Rocky Balboa Cheesesteak Fun Hour. It is November 5th. Turn the calendar over 9-13. And we have got plenty to talk about. Obviously, Dick Stockton and his horrible announcing of the game between the Philadelphia 
Eagles and the Chicago Bears and the victory that the Eagles had. We will discuss that and how it left us feeling that game. And uh, the Philadelphia 76ers were thrust in the process. I know I sure am. Don't worry about that clap loss against hands. the Sands. Yes, clap Everybody. your hands. We're going to lose. The road to 81-1 is still ahead of us. That's enough saying, guys. We'll get there. Don't worry. It's all good news. We're going to talk about the hiring of a new pitching coach. Nick's going to fill us in on that. Whatever goes on. Is the NHL season still going on? We'll get two minutes of that. It's and literally on the TV in front of us. Don't worry about it. Plenty to talk about, but of course, the topic at hand. It is NFL season. We're in the middle of it. We had a game on Sunday, and we're going to talk about the Eagles versus the Bears. The Eagles did pull out the victory 22-14. to At times, it felt like it should have been an absolute blowout, but it ended up feeling more like a we won great yeah but the Eagles now have won two games in a row and they go into a bye and we're certainly going to get into the debacle and absolute nonsense mess that is the Deshaun Jackson injury I, I just I think amongst three of us myself Nick and Jimmy I believe I could be wrong that we the, the, the emotions were mixed between how we felt after the first half I it was 12 to nothing and it felt like the Eagles were just absolutely dominating which they were as far as time and possession and defensively and offensively but the score was 12 to 0 it was like man one play in this game is is close to being obviously not tied but down to one possession and it was like why aren't the Eagles capitalizing in the red zone? Why aren't we up 21 nothing? Why aren't the Eagles taking advantage of a bad team? And folks, if you don't realize that the Bears are a bad team, they're an awful team. Mitchell Trubisky is not a fake good quarterback. He's not a good quarterback. He is a legit bottom tier, not bottom third, bottom tier yeah, quarterback. Yeah, he's he's really making bad. our defense look very good. Our defense... I, we're going to find out after our bye week what our defense really is when we have to take on the Patriots and the Seahawks. We're going to find out what our team is, but most importantly, what the main crux of this entire season has been, which is our defense. There are many things that we're going to find out about this team, but mainly our defense. The Bears and the Bills have just really kind of gave us our swagger back, made us feel a little bit better, but this should have been a blowout. I certainly walked away with like, yeah, go birds, E-A-G-L-E-S, whatever. I'm getting a sandwich and taking a nap. That was my takeaway. Like, I, I don't know about you guys. Jimmy, uh, sorry, Nick. This is going to be our first episode. We're not throwing it over to you. Jimmy, I'm going to throw it over to you this time because uh, we, we have a thread with a bunch of our friends, a bunch of Eagles guys, a couple of other mix in there. We don't know why, of, of fans of other teams. But you said after the first half that you... I mean, I know it was in joking fashion, but that you were going to DVR the first half and rewatch it over and over again. And I was just like, why? Can you just yeah. elaborate on that? Yeah, I think like it kind of came out wrong, but also not really. Oddly enough, like the way I felt about the game is... Um, I was kind of bored by it because, look, I like to watch uh, defensive football, but like, oh. look, I... Oh. I, like, I it, Do you people still exist? No, but it seemed like... Um, it seemed like the birds were handily dominating on the defensive side of the ball. And they were. Th there was course. no threat in the first half that the Bears were even gonna nine try. Nine yards. Was yeah. it nine? I thought it was one. So I, I, I think nine? I think yeah, I think they ended up with Which nine. Is laughable. Yeah, the, yeah. And, and yes, great job, Eagles defense. You're playing an NFL team. Yes, of course. No matter how much I shit on Mitchell Trubisky, we all should end the Bears offense. 
they're playing a professional team. Not one yard, nine yards. Whatever the stat is correctly, Nick, I'm going to believe you. That's fucking amazing. But go, but go on, Jimmy. No, so I and so I found myself like sitting. I was, I was, I'll be honest with you. I was like wa- wandering in and out of the game, like sort yeah. of my, paying attention to it because, like, because not only that, like, it would have been one thing if the Eagles were absolutely blowing them out or something on offense, which is always fun to watch. But then it was like the Eagles; they were getting to the red zone, and the red zone offense on Sunday, especially oh in the first half, was God. really just well. Yeah, they were getting to the red zone with ease, with ease, and then and it was beautiful, right? And then, but then it was like nothing. Yeah, and it, it was bad. And and so I don't know. I get maybe like um, snooze fest is the wrong word. It's I just there, it's very rare. It's very rare that I find myself tuning out during an Eagles game. And I was tuning out during that that game. Well, so why why is that? Dig dig a little deeper into that because I I agree with you. I I was like at first they were going down the field and like this is great, and then they get to the red zone and it was just like what are these calls? What is going on? Like you get down there with such ease and and like. Any football fan, like real football fan, knows is like the red zone is the hardest part. It's the hardest place because because you have the end of the end zone as another defender, it's the twelfth defender, blah blah blah, all that football jargon. And it's just like, but that's where the Eagles used to capitalize. And you don't need a Deshaun Jackson and a burner in the red zone. That's where uh, Carson used to be the best. Like that was his best numbers was in the red zone. And the play calling was shit. And it's kind of this the whole Doug thing where it's like, what are you doing? Like what? Why wasn't it 21 or 17 to nothing, not 12 to nothing? Nick, is there anything you want to elaborate yeah, on? Yeah, I mean, or? you have Alshon, you have Goddard, you have Ertz for a reason. Yeah, the, and, the, the basketball team. And like, even and even J-Jaw, you know, I, I know he's not allowed to see the field, and I, I'm still I'm still waiting for somebody to explain why he's not allowed to see the field, Howie. Well, because he's uh, the backup to Alshon, so that, that, that's it. Like, it, that's your excuse? But those four, put those four on the field in the red zone. I mean, it's a mismatch everywhere, and the the just red throw zone the ball offense up and just make one of them get it. Yeah, they, exactly. they weren't doing it. Exactly, and it just it, so. All right, so they get out of the first half, and it's it's twelve to nothing. So, and to backtrack a little bit, uh, word I like to use a lot. It was great to see Jordan Howard just run oh, all over the place. And to go back on what I was talking about last week when we got caught in the great cheesecake debacle of 2019 of Look, talking man, about... Uh, strawberry jelly on top of a cheesecake is a good item. Isn't, but it's not. You said you were a, a cheesecake purist and nerd. We're not getting on this. We're not. We're not getting on this. I'm going to plant this seed now. I'm going to to plant this seed now to go on to what I want to talk about a little bit later. The Eagles need to change what type of team they are. And if Doug is a great coach, which we all think he is, know he once was, and hope he can be, they need to realize what kind of team they are and change what they are. And that is a power run team. And they showed that. They did that in Buffalo because of the weather, and they showed that at times this past Sunday, and Jordan Howard was the main reason for that. Right, but can I also say, we, uh, talking about the red zone offense again, before we get completely off that, that was my that was actually my frustration. Yes, we, we have the big-bodied receivers, but my frustration was it seemed like we got down the field with the run, and then we got to the red zone and abandoned it. And then Doug was like, I love throwing! I love throwing the 
the yeah. ball. Yeah, but and, and look, hey Carson, just launch it. And look, I get it. It's, and Carson's like, I love throwing the football. <laughs> Let's throw it. Hey, everybody, go. Just throw it. And Jordan Howard's like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, yeah. We just got down here. I forget the, I think it was one, the, one of the first red zone stands, and they handed it to, they handed it to Howard once and then just completely went away from it because it didn't. And I was like, yeah. I guarantee you if you oh, gave yeah. him that ball. Once you get to second down, I mean, it, it, we're throwing the ball. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I guarantee you if you gave him that ball one more time, he's in the end zone. Like, like, like Carson looks over to the sideline and you can see Doug with his right arm just like motioning, just like a throwing motion. And all the Chicago sidelines like, hey, I think they're going to throw the ball. And the defense is like, all right, cool. Got it. Nice. Great. 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 Yeah, but before we moved like away from the red zone thing, I just wanted to talk about that. It was like, my frustration was actually that they would get down there and and not run the ball. And and to your point about the the thing that makes I hate to bring it up, we bring it we brought it up too many times. But like Belichick, great is he the, takes the a toe look, thumbs. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, oh, well, boy. Oh, boy. that we we missed that last episode. No, but Belichick looks at a team and he looks at his personnel and he goes, all right, this is the team we're going to be this year. And I honestly think, I mean, like they have, they have the quarterback who's always there, but sure. But they do, they definitely tailor scheme to the personnel as opposed to, yeah, they build their, they build, you know, each game, they go game by game and you know, they, they, they pick how they're going to beat the other team in a different way each time. I mean, it's, and Jimmy, continue with what you were going to say. No, and just to wrap it up, I, I just think that, yeah, Matt, I agree. This team needs to offensively change their mindset and become something different They now. need an identity. Yeah, and, 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 and just play to the strength of their personnel, which is right now is the running game. I, I, the last couple of weeks, I don't care what you say, Miles Sanders has shown real promise. Real promise. He's, and, and Jordan Howard is Jordan one, Howard. Two great punch. And here's an amazing stat. Pro football focus ranked Brandon Brooks at 96.6 in his position on the offensive line. That's the highest an offensive lineman has been graded since 2015. And he tore his Achilles in the New Orleans Saints game last year. It's just crazy. People are saying this is one of the greatest comebacks a player has made since Adrian Peterson towards ACL. I, I think they said uh, an offensive lineman hasn't even broken 90 since... I don't know about that. I'm not saying you're wrong. Yeah, I was reading into it a little bit. I mean, it, they said it's been a long it's time rem- since somebody's broken 90 insane. and he, he was at 96.6, right? Yeah. I mean, the, All right. the dude, yeah, he, he needs a little more attention. We like to talk about uh, a player appearances on this podcast a lot. Quietly, one of the baddest looking motherfuckers on the team. Brandon Brooks? Yeah. Look up a picture of him. No, I know. He's scary. The big, scary man. He's a big, scary man. He's dealt with anxiety. He's dealt with an Achilles tear. And like, but he, when he wants to be out there and be bad, he bad. Yeah, the old, the old line Johnson was good. This like, yeah. Like, so if, again, the C's planning, I'm putting some water on it because we're going to get to it a little bit later. If they want to be a team moving forward, they need to adjust and adapt and realize what type of team they are. Because guess what? They're not They're not this passing team they thought they were going to be. They're not. We'll get there. They're not this. This, this offensive line is built to run. Block. And they have the running backs to do it. So 12-0. They got out of it. They did a great first drive. 19-0. Bears come back to 19-14, and then they come back to win 22-14. We're not going to do a play-by-play. Where's my sandwich? E-A-G-L-E-S nap time. Like, we're on to the bye. Thank God for the bye. And that's that. So, on.
on to the next day. Man, wasn't it awesome? Well, just to set it up, I mean, so we had a we had a notable comeback in this game, or That's a, right. a, a, a player, I, I a player, a yeah, a player bit. returned to the field. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, um, you're telling players. me you're you're telling me to shut the fuck up because you know exactly who I'm talking about. Um, and that's Deshaun Jackson, who, in the gruesomest description of an injury ever, <laughs> <laughs> ripped his muscle completely off the abdominal bone. Off Is that what I said? The bone. Like, what the fuck? Off the oh, bone. It's like, like a wild animal hunting. It, right. It's like. Just <laughs> doing what needs to be done to gather their food, like <laughs> ripping the meat off. Just the think bone. about eating ribs. Yeah. <laughs> I also think it's. Oh, I also God. think it's like martial law in the NFL that if an offensive player returns, the first play has to uh, be. Did someone play. say ribs? Yeah. I was in oh, the other room, but I uh, heard ribs. We, uh, I thought you brought some over. Was that not you? We we did say ribs. Okay. No, so. I did. Uh, I was just um, in the other room. I. Uh, I'll shut up. All right. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining. But yeah, I think it's a, I think it's absolute law in the NFL that if an offensive player returns, the first play has to absolutely be to them because that was the first play. It was just oh, like yeah. a little five yard route and like here you go, Sean. Like like no matter what, and it happened, and boom, you can just hear the the rip of his abdominal bone off. Of and whatever. it was a it was a pass interference play, and and Deshaun like he he's on the ground and like you're just like oh oh fuck. He's, you know, because I mean, what else are you supposed to think? I mean, he, he dives for a ball, and you know, he's on the ground, and it's like, oh, 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 oh he's probably done. So, um, I can't believe Dick's already left, but uh, Stockton said uh, Deshaun's on the sideline for um, uh, equipment malfunction. Equipment, yeah. And uh, he's just, I think Stockton's been dead for years and he's just kind of weakened at Bernie's right now. And Fox just gave him an extended contract. That's the biggest thing. Fox is giving Oh my Stockton. God, it, is Schlereth holding him up like a ventriloquist dummy? Poor Schlereth. Like, Schlereth does an okay job. Like, Schlereth actually dropped a decent line. Like, he dropped a good line from rounders or like just, just, just hanging around, hanging around doing a Teddy KGB line, which is obviously, a, a, and he did an okay Russian accent. And Stockton, and you did a, a better like generic radio announcer voice and I will he's like nice Irish brogue and Schler was like oh fuck me like I have to deal with this just questioning every decision <laughs> in his life that led him to that moment yeah just like oh my god but yeah the stock is just dead hanging on marionette strings and just Fox is like yeah people love this shit but um okay so Deshaun Jackson he's had a great game Eagles fans have been like just wait till Deshaun comes back just wait till Deshaun comes back yeah always without please and yeah just fucking like just completely delusional if you had any sense in mind like you knew this was going to happen you heard me go on a tirade about this like he injured this in week two from anything I've read or heard, it's not like getting surgery in week two could have 100% changes, but it sounds like this was the right move to do in week two. And anybody who said, yeah, go out there and give it the old college try in this game, they should be punched as hard as they can in the nose every morning they wake up from now until the end of the season, including Deshaun. Like, 
I heard Reese today, and he's an NFL player, and I'm far from it. And I get it. I love it. I love the Philadelphia spirit, man. They fight hard. They fight hard for our city. And that's why we love them. They're like, man, that blue-collar city, man. They fucking do it. And they do it for us. And we love it. Yeah, Philadelphia proud, strong. No, man. Do the fucking smart thing. We don't want you to be tough. We don't want you to play 10 plays a year and get injured. Like, do what's smart. Like, who, what did the doctors say? What did the coaches say? What did the people that he went out and said, hey, I want a guy from California to check in on me. Like somebody had to be like, this is fucking dumb. Your core admin muscle is torn. I don't know about you. Like I've like strained my core muscle before and be like, man, everything I'm doing is hurt. And I'm like 30 pounds overweight. I'm not like a prime athlete who has to rely on my body for my job. Somebody had to be like, this is fucking stupid, dude. Get the surgery and get back for your team later in the season. If it took one drive for him to get torn again on what looked like a couple of like decent routes at best am i the only one here no am um, i the only one uh, and and another thing that i thought of was that um another talking point was um look i told i said i said they should have um i said they should have just sat him for the bears game and waited till after the bye. no 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 but he would have came back and done the same thing yeah it wouldn't it wouldn't have mattered it wouldn't have mattered and um, no you can tell that this injury was not it wasn't going to heal on its own without surgery. So ev- basically, every week they wasted after week two was wasted. Was, so, was so wasted. what I was reading today is is Deshaun. It was Deshaun. It was Deshaun's decision boy. in week two, surgery or no surgery, and he chose no surgery. He chose no surgery because that surgery is not always successful. Correct. So. You know, you can you can rehab it. You can go for the surgery. Neither are guaranteed to get you back to where you were. So he decided not to get the surgery. Um, I, I guess maybe he talked to other players. I don't know. Um, but at the end of the day, he should, obviously Correct. he should have got the surgery because now he's getting it. Listen, we all have the power of hindsight now. We sound like a bunch of microphone tough guys. I get it. But just like... It just doesn't look good. And man, oh man, that official Philadelphia Eagles statement like, Dear fans of Philadelphia, uh, it has come to our attention that Deshaun Jackson will be uh, receiving surgery. Just to let you all know, uh, we did our due diligence and uh, we we promise upon all uh, Jelly Bean promises that we did everything we could and Deshaun's going to be fine and everything's going to be great. Your friends in time, the Eagles. Did, Go Birds. Did, did you notice how small the font was on that message? <laughs> yeah, it was like the, the it was smaller like, the font, the worse the message. Yeah, it was. It was like they were like hoping that we didn't read it. <laughs> like like <laughs> every every time the Eagles put out an official statement, too, it just reeks of an intern sitting in Jeffrey Lurie's <laughs> office. I just feel like with like a, a for some reason I hear an old school typewriter. And yeah. Jeffrey Lurie's just, just, just like saying whatever comes to his mind. Like it just, re, like it doesn't sound like, no. like a football person no. talking. And I, I hate that, but it really does. Yeah. Every time I read one of those, I'm yep. like, whoever wrote this, it, it just sounds like somebody were, was going, "Yes, were, Mr. Lurie, yes, Mr. Lurie." They're just yes. praying for. They're just typing, just going, 
please God give a TLDR. I don't want anybody to read this. Okay, so moving on to the next step. What do the Eagles do now? First question is Can I admit something real quick though? Please do admit. I I didn't read it. Good. It was a TLDR. There, there was no reason to admit. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't it read it. Great. No, I, you didn't have to. I, I knew what it was going to say. I, yeah, I didn't read it. I didn't read it. I read it. should have just said, we done well, I, I knew, up. Matt, I knew you would read it, so I just didn't. And I was like, yeah, Matt will, Matt will fill me in on what, what it, it said. It was grade A bullshit. <laughs> yeah. what, what, what I just said was it, even the jelly bean part. No, I always like to think, though, like in a world, like where, like what if the Eagles. In, in, in a, a world. world. <laughs> no, what if the Eagles had just literally released a, a photo that said, we done fucked up. <laughs> It would have been like it would have been more honest than what they in, said. In right, the that's largest what I mean. font possible. Yeah, it would, it would I always think, no. I, I've coined. I, I, this is what I call it: is it Gonzo PR, where you just go crazy with P. Like you, yeah. nobody would ever think to do just that. Just like Muppet. But crazy. I bet everybody would be like, you know what? That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It would have been like, like I, you're hundred percent right. If it just said in like Philadelphia Midnight Green, yeah. it's just yeah. like with the font, with the Eagles the font, Eagles fans, we, we done, done fucked up. up. Hyphen your friends in time. I, I think we all would. I think we all would have been really happy with that. Yeah, we would have been like. Ah, man, I fucking respect that. Well, yeah. E-A-T-L-E-S-E-L-S! Let's go! Let's go! We're going to beat the Patriots! At the very least, we would have been like, well, that sucks, but it's hilarious. Yeah, I got mad respect. All right, where do we go from here? Here is question one. Well, to set it up. They're getting a receiver, a receiver off the street. J Matt, J Matt, J Matt, J Matt, J Matt, J Matt. Before we get to J Matt, it sounds like a play. A receiver off the streets written by Arthur Miller. Brothers in Christ. <laughs> Do the Eagles, and I didn't set you up for this, boys. I didn't think about it, but it's been a question. It's kind of the question. Do you get the man who has a domestic dispute case still being hung around? Do you get the man who farted in front of a doctor? Do you get the man with the most receptions five years in a row and broke that record? Do you get the man Antonio Brown? No, because he's, he's and, and my reason is he's not, he doesn't want to come here. I don't think he wants to play football this season, so. I, I'll, I don't agree with that. I think he does want to play football. Um, I do want Antonio Brown. I do Obviously want, I want him. I do want the guy. So you do want. I do want the guy that led the NFL in whatever the hell Matt said past five years. I want that guy. You know, I don't. He's farting on doctors. Whatever. I don't give a shit about that. But then you get to the domestic. If they bring the, in Antonio then you Brown, get to the domestic violence, and I am out. I'm no, out. but uh, if they if they bring in Antonio Brown, I'll eat. Um, Oh. I'll eat on the next podcast. I'll eat a cup full of mayonnaise. Just a is cup? That, is that, that bad? That's not is enough. That, is that a good one? No, no. A cup? A cup? Yeah, that's plenty. You'll eat a cup full of mayonnaise. And I hate mayonnaise. I don't so. think that's enough. That is more than enough. A I, cup? As as our as our uh, only Flyers guy here, you know, I I check out you know I check out the other uh, hockey teams every now and then. And uh, the other night in Montreal, maybe it was in Montreal. I don't fucking know where it was. The Canadians, the Canadians fans, got caught on the uh, the old kiss cam or whatever the fuck it is. And this motherfucker with his girlfriend, they are eating God. out of a jug. Oh, of I saw mayonnaise. this. What the 
with his with spoons. Look, the guy was dipping his fry in it. I get that. No, but his girl yeah, was he, he was spooning it into her mouth like it was like yogurt. it was ice cream. Yeah. Okay. Well, why? How? How did they get that mayo into the into the arena? First of all, the the, the, the security guards are probably just like, oh, it's, it's mayo. It, fuck it. Go ahead. Uh, no, excuse me, sir. It's we have a uh, strict North no oh mayonnaise policy. God. They do things a little bit what differently. What is wrong here. with Canadians? All right, we get your agenda, Nick. You want to talk the NHL? No, I don't. I wanted we to talk mayonnaise. Get it. All right, a cup of mayonnaise at the Eagles I'll talk sign. <laughs> Listen, I'm a mayonnaise lover. All right, I know the mayonnaise. Matt licked mayonnaise off of a kitchen floor one time. Long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> I admit, I admit my faults, and I admit my. By any chance, things. was this galaxy called college? Yes, it was. I college think it was high galaxy. school. I think it was high school. It even was better. One or the other. All right, we're getting off track here. All right, all right back um, on track. Yeah, a cup of mayonnaise at the Eagles scientific round. But you're okay with it. Both of you are okay with it if the Eagles do it. I said no. No? You're no? Yeah, um, you weren't listening to me. I said no. No, no I have I, threw me no, off. I have no morals. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I, I said I will take Antonio Brown. Wait. I will take him. You know, I'll take the guy he was. No. So, I but will take you, But But when you get to the domestic violence accusations, I'm out. So then it's a fucking no. You're it's just a no. long-winded. Yeah, I'm getting long-winded. All right. I'm because I didn't know. I, guess I didn't I know about. I'm the most long winded on this podcast. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I didn't know about the domestic violence thing. I, I, I don't. Well, it it went over my head. Thing about him. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I missed it. I apologize. I, right. I just had guys. I just had a kid. You know. I, right. I'm sorry. Okay. All but right. it's a hard right. no for me. Jimmy, Antonio rub, Brown, rub his, rub his get get the fuck out of here. All right. Come here, Nick. Come here. All right. So the Eagles. I mean, Doug Peterson kind of kind of broke down and was like. Yeah, yeah, we're we're looking for wide receivers, and he was like a really honest moment that we rarely get out of our uh, our coaches here in Philadelphia. Can I can I chime in real quick there? Yeah, you have. I was like. I was uh, I was listening to Cataldi on Monday, and uh, oh. yeah, and we all know that I, I'm not a big Cataldi guy. I don't like him. No I don't way. like that fucker, but. Cataldi gets the hard hitters. He gets he gets the big names. He gets Doug Peterson. He yes, gets he Gabe Kapler. He, he gets he gets the big interviews. Hi, Doug. And <laughs> it, yeah, right, right. <laughs> and he does blow Doug after a win. He sure does. Starts every every interview with that. Hi, Doug. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. But so he's talking to Doug, and he says, "Just another Doug, character, Doug." You know, are you concerned with the wide receivers? And Doug flat out says, "No." I'm not concerned at all. Good. He which takes us. He shouldn't give Cataldi. Yeah, any but yeah, but why did he even? It's Cataldi or not. Why did he change his tune? And, and we'll go to you and what you were going to say about the presser. Right now, yeah, he should. He shouldn't give Cataldi anything because he knows he has a presser later in the afternoon. He's going to give Cataldi, you know, the the minimum he can just because they have a contract. WIP. And I, I just found it interesting. I just did. I, yeah, you know. because he knows he has a presser later that day. Like here you go, Cataldi. Here's the minimum. Uh, you've been with this city and WIP for 30 some odd years. Uh, this is a contract. I'm happy to do it. It pleases the fans. I'm not giving you this information because I don't need to. Okay. I, have, I have a pressure later with the people who actually report for the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I really like that take. I like that. You're, you're, you're a known character. Cataldi is Philadelphia's version of Skip Bayless. He is. It's known. Like Apparently, he's a really good guy. Like he's a very good I know, guy. I don't believe that. Like anybody who works for WIP and leaves, like, I, no like the first person guy. they thank honestly is like Angelo Cataldi. And like 
I said last year, like, if you let Skip Bayless get you, like, you're winning. Like, I'm losing because I let uh, Angelo Cataldi get to me because I'm like, I just can't take you. You're such a character. I just can't do it. I don't want to talk about Cataldi. Fuck that guy. He's obnoxious. The only reason why his show is winning is because he has his, like, I don't know how Philadelphia zombies come to be because they don't get bitten by Cataldi, but, like, something about, but, like, the airways going through their ears, like, into their brains and it just happens. And That's what happened to Al Morgani, though. Yeah, that's what happened He's Al- like Philadelphia's Eeyore. Yeah, but he's a, he's he's the New England guy though. He's not a Philadelphia guy. Like it, it, nobody on that morning show is, is a Philadelphia like guy, Rhea, except for Rhea. Well, Rhea's a girl. She's not a guy. That's 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 factually correct. Yeah, <laughs> debatable. <laughs> oh, rough. let's no, no, we're not going there. Tough, tough, and, tough I, and rough. I like Al. You know, because you're a hockey guy. You know, because you're a hockey guy. All right, so go to Alan Jonesy, baby. Jonesy's the only likable guy in that Jonesy's show. Jonesy's a fucking bro. But I, I, I prefer because of like, what's the South Park episode where you're when you're voting between a turd and a douche? Like, I'm listening 97.5 because I'm voting it's between a turd, a turd sandwich, a turd sandwich and a douche. Like, I'm just like Farzetta, please, but like his cronies outside of uh of uh, the bro Jamie are like just the worst outside of the bro. Yeah, we right, we, we like. I don't want to talk about the shows. We all know who's coming back to Philly. Tighten up your ties. It's the booty call that the Eagles can't get away from. J-Mat, 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 J-Mat. It's it's back in college. Brothers in Christ. It's 2.30 on a Saturday night in college, and everyone's starting to go to sleep, 2.30, 3.30, and you're like, God damn it, I need that nut and we just need to complete this team one last time. And Roseman's like, I don't want this person on my team. He's a chip guy. And he's looking at his phone. And he looks up and he sees Jordan Matthews. He's like, I really don't want to call this guy. I really don't want to call this guy. I really don't want to call this guy. And Doug's like, hey, uh, Howie, have we uh, made this call yet? He's like, not yet, Doug. I want to do it. He's like, all right, that's fine. You want some ice cream? He's like, not now, Doug. Just, just got to make this call real quick. And Jordan Matthews is down in Vanderbilt knowing exactly what is going on in Philadelphia. And he's just sitting there as a Southern Belle that he is. And Howie makes a call. And Jordan picks up and he goes, as the booty call that he is. And he goes, well, hello there, Mr. Howie. How we doing, baby? And he goes, damn it, Jordan, just get your ass back up here. Hey, I'll tell you something. Get you you, you youngsters are uh, too young to remember, but uh, I'll tell you what the Eagles got to go out there and get. They got to get somebody like Lightning Pete Retzlaff. <laughs> I used to watch him down Franklin Field. Uh, me and my dad, we'd uh, head down there, and uh, old Lightning Pete was on the sideline, uh-huh. hands on hips. Yeah, that's that's back when we had two-way ball players like Iron Chuck Bednarik. No, 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 Sal. It's it's concrete Chuck Benneric. Concrete Chuck Benneric. Um <laughs> why, why don't you take a sip of that uh what is what is that you like? The uh the, it's the uh, old Oh <laughs> It's the old Milwaukee Sam. I've been drinking them since uh, forty eight, so Alright, alright, Sal, why don't you join us in a little bit and I'll just finish this up. So the Southern Bell, the booty call that oh keeps coming back to the Eagles, Jordan Matthews comes up and knocks on Howie's door, much to Howie's chagrin. He's like, "Come on in, 
Hello there, Mr. Roseman. You looking mighty fine today. All right, Jordan, just get this over with. We need to do a physical. You want it on your desk? No, I don't want it on my desk. We just need you on the team. And Carson hears it, and you know Carson fucking loves J-Matt. Because did you know that J-Matt was in Carson's wedding? Yeah. Did you know that? No, I did. Yeah. So Carson's in here. He's like, oh, my God, Jordan, you're back. Thank the Christ above. BFFL. Yeah, absolutely. And they put their two, they have, like, the necklaces that have half hearts. Oh, I, oh and they put absolutely. Them, and they put them together yeah, to make one Jordan, whole heart. And Jordan Maddie's like, hey, oh, one, baby, you looking fine. And how he's like, Christ, just get this over with. And Doug walks in. He's like, everyone, come get some ice cream. And that's just the resurrection <laughs> of the booty call that is Jordan Matthews. And it is just going to come back. And we don't have to look at Mac fucking Hollins anymore. Anymore. So that's that. Praise the Lord. Yeah, can I um, can I raise a question that I thought of Mac earlier? And this is going is back. Gone. This is going back to the Deshaun Jackson thing. And before we get into the break here, um, I wanted to. I kind of think that one of the biggest myths in today's modern NFL is that you need a speedster to stretch the field. I disagree. Okay, uh, but I want to. See, I, I know. Th- so the five or six people that are going to listen to this, I'd I'd love some wrong, <laughs> wrong, wrong. I'd love some chime in on that. Um, as like I just feel like it's like one of those talking points that people don't even think about anymore. It's like you always you need a you need a, a raw, wide receiver to stretch the field. Like, is that is that true? Yes. I'm gonna give you a short answer. Yes. I, I mean, the threat. The, you know, a deep threat is is gonna get extra attention down the field which opens up the middle of the field so you got a safety you know the safety has to play deep rather than over the middle helping out the linebackers which is you know Zach Ertz is going to have a you know more of a more of a you know open chances Goddard's going to have more but uh Djax ruined that by uh being a um being a bitch all right I'm going to end this segment on this uh, two things. Um, it's going to show and uh, how inadequate our, our our coaching has been with getting receivers on this team. I'm going to quote uh, uh, somebody I don't know on Twitter, but I found this. This is at this is Patrick at PMC underscore CMP three. Golden Tate Write in eight down. games with the Eagles: thirty catches, two hundred seventy eight yards, nine point three yards per catch, one touchdown. Golden Tate in four and a half games with the Giants, 27 catches, 310 yards, 11.5 yards per catch, one touchdown. That's an indictment on the Eagles coaching staff that they couldn't get Tate more involved last year. Mike Rowe last year says specifically, we don't know how to get Golden Tate involved in our offense. That's almost a verbatim quote. So that's just showing what, what they can't do. Here, you heard me say the seed planted, putting the water on. Now this is the seed needing to grow into a plant. The Eagles need to adapt the way they did in 2017. When Nick Foles came in, they changed gotta, their entire offense into an RPO offense. Offensive Nick Foles because that was his strength. Doug Pearson needs to take this bye week and realize that we are not a throwing offense anymore. We are a power running offense. That is our strength. We need to do that. That's how we're going to win. We have 40 minutes of 
offense on Sunday. Well, That's the only me. way we give got that win because we took control of that game and said, we're going to take oh, this man. and we're going to dominate. That's what we need to do against the Patriots. That's what we need to do against the Seahawks. The rest of the games we should win. It's the only way we're going to beat the Dallas Cowboys and oh, get into the playoffs. We're going it. to come back. We're going to thrust a process. Eagles, if you're fucking serious about doing this, then fucking do it. Doug, be the oh. coach that you were supposed to be. We saw you be and go fucking be it. We will be right back. Let's and before we hit the break, um, if you are listening to this, please follow us on Twitter at RBCFH pod dot or podcast podcast. Is it? What? Yes. Podcast RBCFH podcast at RBCFH podcast. We're always posting stuff. We're always talking and, and, and tweeting during uh, all the Philadelphia games. So uh, please follow us. It's okay. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. We are going to thrust the process. If you are not knowing what that means, it's time to join us and not trusting the process. That's old news. Now it's time to thrust the process because it's time to be all in on this team, folks. This is the real deal. Don't worry about last night with the Phoenix Suns. It's going to happen. The road to 81 and 1 is still possible but because we are a weekly podcast we need to kind of rehash what's happened a week from now so we're going to go back and go over a couple of games and boy we're going oh back oh boy do we need to going, rehash going what's back, happened back. this past week and what a week it has been do we all remember what happened a week ago against those Minnesota Timberwolves? Minnesota, eh? My word. Joel Embiid and Carl Anthony Towns. Is there a better bout you want to see in the NBA right now than those two? As a Philadelphia fan, there certainly is not. As a game, it was a blowout, but you could just feel that tension on the floor. Joel Embiid was just big body in him, putting up points. I don't know what the final numbers were. I don't care. He put up complete game numbers in like a half and a couple of minutes, but that's not the story. Like I'm, 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 I'm really, really upset that Minnesota is in the Western Conference because I, I, I need, I need Sixers Timberwolves playoffs playoffs. I need it. They, they're not making the championship, so I'm not gonna get it. But fuck that you, would Minnesota. be fun. Though. That would absolutely be fun. Dude, it would be amazing. Minnesota, regardless of the conference, they're not getting anywhere, and they showed why. They're relying on a guy that is physically soft, a stat stuffer. And and, and how else soft? Mentally soft. That's right, my friend. Because Joel Embiid, and I'm not the first one saying this, he is just he's just taking over mental real estate. Oh, the and real estate. The real estate. Showed. He, Matt dropped the real estate line. He has mental real estate. Hashtag. 
So during the game, there's a bunch of Eagles there at the game. They took over uh, a booth there. And it was cool. It was like, man, we love when the Eagles go see the Sixers. And it's cool when, like, the Eagles go see the Phillies. And the Sixers the Phillies, like, all that stuff. And, they, like, Farzetta the next morning went to the Eagles locker room. And he was interviewing people. And somebody in the Eagles locker room, I don't want to mention his name, but I will. But top five least favorite active athlete, Matt Collins, who's a piece of fucking shit, was like, Hey, you know, this game's like kind of uh, boring because I don't really understand sports. I'm not really good at it. But then this happened. And what he meant by this was this. Joel M.B. kept powerhousing Cat. Carl Anthony Towns, as he has been for the past two years. And there's a play happening down at the other end of the court. I think it was with Josh Richardson and Al Horford, Uncle Al Big Daddy Al, whatever his nickname is, he's the he's the uh, the 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 upper, just just the father of the team, the patriarch, the patriarch. Thank you. But at the other end of the court, was shouldering and shouldering from Embiid and Carl Anthony Towns, and the Sixers were beating. I gotta down cut you off. I gotta cut you off. I gotta cut you off. We're watching uh, TV right now, and the uh, can I just I need to put it on record. Um, that NRG commercial with Carson Wentz and the guy dancing, showing him the dance moves. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Matt, uh, very sorry about cutting you off, but Jimmy's right. That fucking commercial, I mean, it, you, you know, you, you get all those Flyers commercials with them, like, talking about talking about uh, BMWs, and it, it's right on, it's right in that alley. Carson, uh, it's not a. I just. It's I won't really call, bad. Yeah, it's really bad, Carson. It's really bad. All right, Matt. Sorry about that. Back to Matt. All right, what a cutoff. Uh, you know, it it, it needed to Did be we said. We ruin your mojo. It needed to be said. I see. I've seen that commercial sixteen thousand. I mean, they're times playing it everywhere since Sunday, and that commercial is just garbage. And uh, for real this time, Matt. Back to you. Carl Anthony Towns and Joel Embiid got into a tussle, into a wrestling match, and some won't say it, and for some reason they don't say it, but a punch was thrown. And I'm not saying it was it was a boxing match. I'm not saying it's like, oh my god, like they were fighting. But Carl Anthony Towns absolutely threw a punch. It was real. Joel Embiid got into his head. The Sixers were pummeling the then 3-0 Timberwolves, the then 3-0 Sixers, and the Sixers just showed that you are not a real team. We are, and I am the reason why. I am the Cameroon King. I am the reason why... I am better than you. You might be the second person off of fantasy. Oh, Sal. Jesus Christ. What's up, Sal? Now, I heard about the uh, tall fella. Um, apparently, he's from the moon. What? The what? He's from where? Sal. The tall fella's uh, from the moon. No, no. He's from Cameroon. Uh, I don't know too much uh, about that, but uh, I know uh, my day, and you guys can't remember uh, the, 
uh, when I was watching Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain, when they were still the uh, <laughs> the Philadelphia uh, uh, Warriors uh, playing down at the uh, Philadelphia Arena, uh-huh. uh, I know we didn't have no moon people on the court at that time. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, it's Cameroon. Sal. Are you aware of other countries and continents, Sal? Uh, do you mean like uh, the difference between uh, South Philly and uh, Downingtown? <laughs> yeah, close. It's it's a it's a start to a comparison. Okay. I don't I don't know what to say. It's okay. I don't know what to say. Yes, it's like that's different cities. So cities live in states. Hey, listen, I don't know if we can trust any uh, moon people in There's the NBA. There's no moon people in the NBA. <laughs> Sal, it's Cameroon. Cameroon's in Cameroon. Africa. Have you heard of Africa? Uh, <laughs> what's that, like a, uh, a special at uh, down at City Pizza? Okay, so all right, we're going we're gonna to move on. All right, so Jesus, how many interruptions did I take? Yeah, Matt, good luck getting back on track. All right. uh, and Bean said out of two to three years of on court social media, <laughs> just powerhousing of Carl Anthony Towns saying, I am better than you and the and the the cat. Oh, the cat can't handle anymore. And I don't care what anybody says, no punches were thrown. Stop being a, a preserver of the game, of the association. He threw a punch. Whether it was closed-fisted, open-fisted, there was a right, I don't know, a haymaker, whatever. It was thrown, and then they, they wrapped up. Two over-seven-footers did it, and then and then they, they grappled. And it's not like a, a full-on fight happened, but it was enough of a commotion. And, and our man, our guy. Guy Embiid came out smiling, pointing at the high. Mm. Everyone's laughing on the Sixers. Cat is mm. butt fucking hurt, and he's still jawing. And and, and it, Simmons has got him in the chokehold, and he and Cat is tapping out. Embiid is waving his arms in the air. The, the, the arena is, is is going crazy, and Cat's parents are are yelling at him. There's people who say that they don't like that. Fine, I get that. I I'm not a parent yet. Whatever, I I, I understand that. Whatever, don't need to get into that. That's fuck that. Don't the, care. The Embiid Simmons embrace after that, where absolutely, where, where Ben, you know, he's like, bro, I got your back. Oh my god, just so inject that good. in my it veins. It just exposed what it was. Just like shut the fuck up, cat. And then afterwards, so then we just showed it like Embiid's out. And somebody in our throat was like, oh, no, like, what's going to happen after this game? It was like, what are you fucking talking about? They have Teague and Wiggins and your asshole to go play the game. And we have Simmons and Horford and Richardson and Scott and everybody else. Don't, don't forget. Don't forget. They have Rocco. <laughs> oh, they have Rocco. 
Proko Rimmy, and we just went on to demolish them after they went up the steps of the art museum like the Vikings did with the wrong fucking song, tried to embarrass us, and completely just be fucking morons as Minnesota has to try and be like, like oh, cool. And like, stop doing that, Minnesota. Like, you're not embarrassing us as Philadelphia. Minnesota just continuously embarrass themselves. I don't, I don't want to get into that topic any longer. Like, because it's just, you're not doing it any longer. And Bead just embarrassed Cat once again. And Cat then did the, go on, go on, Nick. I, you, you get your, go ahead. Minnesota, we own you. We fucking own you. Shut up. We won a Super Bowl in your town. We embarrassed you in the NC Championship. In fucking embarrassed you and cat you are so soft you are so soft cat and then and so cat went to social media against Embiid what are you thinking yeah you're taking that L 10 times out of 10 I don't know any other social media athlete in the world Outside of that one soccer player I can't think of. Uh, Ronaldo? No, it's not Ronaldo. That's I can't think of it. I'm not going to think oh, of it. Oh, wait, Messi? No, stop. That's the I only two I, I know. Brought it up. Soccer, all, all you soccer fans out there are going to be like, it's that guy who's kind of old. He used soccer, to play in Europe and now he's stupid. in America and he does that one thing. Hockey's it's not better. worth it. It's not worth it. Oh, stop. And Cat did that and then he called him... I'll say you called him a pussy. You called him a fucking pussy. And he said I was raised by lions. And like Kat used, used that thing where Embiid was crying. And he called him out. I was like, yeah, I care about my team in the playoffs. Like try to win a playoff game. I like, love I'm in that your head. Shit. I have real estate in your head. And my boy told me about you. And he called out Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy Butler was like, I knew my boy Embiid was going to like say things and Embiid is my boy. Like, and he's down in Miami doing Lord knows what, like just probably tons of blow and enjoying life. Holy like, shit. Would I love to be a pro athlete in Miami? Yeah. Right. So Embiid just fucking won. So that led to a two game suspension and people lost their minds. Mikey Miss just went old Italian gobblegool. It's like, man, why did he do that? Why did he do that? And, like, I like Miss Anelli, but, like, come on. Eskin did the same thing. It's like, fuck when are you going to grow up, child? Like, when are you going to grow up? It's like, fuck you, Eskin. Remove. This, this is what this town needs. Your liver-spotted hands. This. Yeah, go ahead, Jeff. From the reins of power. Remove them. All of you baby boomers. Remove it's, them. It was in October. It's now November. This isn't the playoffs. It's not time to show your NBA dominance yet as a team. Carl Anthony Towns couldn't handle Embiid, and Embiid showed his dominance on the court. Could he mature off the court? And he said, he goes, I'm I'm going to mature. And he hasn't. Anyone who believed that, don't be naive. We don't want you to mature, Joe. here's, here's, Here's another thing I have. We, as the city of Philadelphia need to embrace this athlete we have. He is one of the most dominant athletes in his sport. Yeah. He's one of the most entertaining athletes in all of sports. And he's ours. He's ours. And he and what there did, is he is, What did he say? He's Philadelphia. My in the city of Philadelphia. I was made for you. 
Oh and my God. you were he made you, for me. Bro, I, I jizzed He's, everywhere. Dude, I'm jizzing now. He said that. I'm jizzing now. I'm I was sorry. made for you and you were wait, made for me. He Tattoo that. that on my fucking soul. People Whoa. say the word generational athlete and they abuse that term. They sure do. This is whether he wins as a championship or not on an entertainment level of talent and entertainment on social media, on a mic, on court, off court, everything and anything in between, this, Joel Embiid, is a number one, no bones about it, generational athlete. Clap your hands. Here they come. 10, 9, 8, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Generational athlete. Thrust. The motherfucking Joel Embiid process. Thrust with us, Philly. Give me that two-game suspension Thrust with all us. day for what he did. And if that's generational warfare, Mikey Miss, I do like you. I've listened to you for years. Shut the fuck up. Get uh, over it. I don't Howard like Eskin, you. I've been over you for a long time. I don't time. like any of you. Well, that's your we're, opinion. We're, we're here to take over. We're here to take over. All right, go for it. We're go the new generation. We embrace our players. We embrace Joel Embiid. Do not change who you are. He's not going to. I mean, he, he, why would he? Don't, don't listen to what he says. If why he says I'm would he? Mature, if he says I'm going to mature, he's not maturing off the off the court. Mature on the court. Mature your diet. Please do. But he already he already did that. He already did that. Well, we'll see. We'll see that. I mean, it, it, it's a long season. Let, 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 let's not believe what he says off the court and then believe what he does on the court. Like as, that, we can't we can't do that double edged sword. As Dick Stockton would say, it's a, it's a 162 game season. <laughs> he, he's got well played. All right, so that moves us on to the Trailblazers. So now we're without Embiid. So that moves us on to the Trailblazers. And man, oh man, it was Saturday night. Nick, you were over my house with a couple of our friends. Who were a bunch of. Uh, you know, one one of our friends played college basketball. One of our friends, the uh, big cat. One of our friends, uh, you know, he acts like he invented sports, and it was a grind. Snobbo. It was a grind. Um, man, it was just like ah, you know what? Here comes the Sixers' first loss. Like this guy, Anthony Simon, is hitting shots out of everywhere. It's like, who the fuck is Anthony Simon? What was that other fuck's name? Who His last name was like <laughs> Trey Jr. or something. Like, I don't know, but Dame, Dame was doing Dame things. It was like Dame and a bunch, shot, of, a bunch of shots out of everywhere. Outcasts. I don't know, but, but uh, it was just a game where it just did not feel like a win. And as degenerates, we were doing live bets like, come on, Sixers, you can do it. And it was just like the yeah. the, the drinker at, at, yeah, at 1130 at night. And, a bunch, a bunch and of live bets that, like, that we would have lost in 2018. But here's the stat. 100 to 81. Two minutes and 30 seconds left in the third quarter. And it's like, God damn it. We're going to ruin our Saturday night. And the Sixers pulled this out. It's everything I've said since this year compared to last year. This team's Sixers does not, last year's Sixers does not win that game. No. And you, why? And because. Because Elton Brand put this team together. 
Because you have Al Horford, because you have Josh Richardson, because Toby showed up, because you have a more complete team, you have a team with more depth. Jimmy, you are a Kyle O'Quinn stan. Jimmy, you're sitting here very quiet. Do you have do anything it, to say? Do it, you any, if you don't, you don't. I, I mean, I'll keep jabbering, but I feel like I'm kind of taking over here. No, I, Kyle O'Quinn. It's no, it's been fun to like because we've been watching so many um, backup centers over the past two seasons. Jonah Bolden. Just, yeah, just, it, it, he's not even a center, Jonah Bolden. Right, and it's just it's so nice to see a guy, that, and and all of a sudden he starts hitting threes. And and you're it's just I don't know I'm getting a jersey it's tomorrow. That, it's that Sixers confidence, man. You're on the Sixers, man. You're you Kyle Quinn. He he just he's just feeling it. He's just feeling it. And he he runs down the court and he he he's behind he's behind the arch and he just chucks up a three and that three goes in. It went in. Kyle Quinn. Jonah Bolden. It's a huge difference. It's a huge difference. And Al Horford, I mean, we, I don't, I would never, I would never, ever, ever, ever say that we don't need Joe. But when Joe has to sit, it's not going to kill us anymore. It's exactly. not going to kill us anymore. Exactly. And, and, and that's, and that's probably one of the biggest differences. That, that is the biggest difference with this team between this year and last year, or, you know, in the last two years is that when Joel Embiid has to sit, it's not going to kill this team. And and that is a beautiful thing because as a fan, you know, that that it really just helps you to stay in every game. You the, it, it keeps us all in every game because there were times with this team in the past few years where you you knew kind of that they were going to lose. If Joe didn't play, we pretty much figured that well, we were going to lose. But, but also, I mean, like, it's the truth because we didn't have any bigs. Yeah, we had we had we had we Jonah Bolden, we had Amir Johnson. The difference had, between having Al Horford and we had Kyle Greg Quinn Monroe for a couple Amir games. Amir Johnson is like that's outstanding. The difference that's outstanding. So I, so I've been getting the the same kind of feeling like um like you remember the you know the 2007 2008 Phillies when they were never out of a game. And even and even last night against the Suns. I mean, they they could have won that game. They were right they in it sh- at the end. They could have won that game and the Suns just they just went nuts and they hit three-pointer after okay, three-pointer. Before, before we get ahead of ourselves, we're going to get to the Suns. Okay. Okay, so okay. so going into the Portland game, we're down 181 at 2 minutes and 30 seconds third quarter. We're not going to go play by play. We we do we do what we need to do and we come back. We come back, we come back, we come back. And and we come down to the last play of the game. And a player that I texted, I started texting players in this thread. You've heard me talk about this thread a lot. I started talking about actively top five least favorite active players in Philadelphia. And I had a player in there. I'm like, my God. I can't stand. We were doing it in the group text. We were can cork Maz. And my God. <laughs> can, we, can, can we go over our top five? Look, real there's quick? a uh, Matt. If you look in front of you right now, there's a uh, plate of crow. Yeah, there there really is. There's a big fat crow sitting in front of you. And Ben Simmons. On, oh, and look, the there's up. a um, a fork and a knife. Well, there is until until last night's game. So thank God we. What, go what are you talking about? He, at least he hit that three. Well, he played well last night. Yeah, whatever. All right, so 
Simmons with the outbounds. Horford with just this incredible pick play on CJ McCollum. And there's Court Miles on the sideline. And he has a wide open three. And just splash. And it was fucking beautiful. Splash. And right and they then fucking and there. Won. Let's like I want to say it again. A hundred to eighty-one at two minutes and thirty seconds in the third against Portland. Portland isn't a fucking joke team. They're at not. home on the West Coast, uh, with no Embiid, Furcon, cork shit. No, you, no, you see, see there, you can't do that I anymore. Be I nice did. to him. Be you, nice. You, literally, just for hitting Court that, Miles, th- just for hitting that three, you can't, you can't right. go there anymore. Right. You can't. Do we, do we owe Furcon an apology? I don't care. I don't care if it's a regular season. Do we game. owe him an apology? That was one of the best endings I've seen. In we a, did. That I, was that was like. Um, you're right. I I I hugged him. I hugged our buddies that we call the Towers because they're tall. What a, what a really shout out trifection for tall guys. No, it was it was an like it was a Saturday night celebration. We we hung out too late and drank too much. Like it was fucking awesome. Woo! So like an awesome weekend and week of the Sixers. And then the Suns game came, and we're not gonna get too into it. They lost. Like the Suns are a good team, and Devin Booker is a fucking superstar. You're not Show going is. to go 82 and 0. He he it's always steps okay. his shit up against it's the Sixers. Okay. And you know what? The Ben haters are out there. The Carson haters are out there. The Hoskins haters are ben, out there. Ben the look Ben Claude Drew haters ben are did out fall there. Flat. There there you go. There you go hockey guys. The Claude Drew haters are out there. The superstar haters are out there. You're all going to hate when a team loses. Guess what? The road to 81-1 is there, as I jokingly say. It's going to happen. It's fine. Enjoy this 76ers team. Thrust the process. I mean, not, not just enjoy. And we have Utah coming up next with Joel Embiid back. Mm. This team is the best team in Philadelphia, unless Doug Peterson realizes that we have a power running team and wants to really do something. No, even then, no. And that's right. No, Utah and then the Clippers Sixers are the best team. Sixers are the best team in Philadelphia, and guess what? They're the best team in the NBA. They are. Love it. Love it. (laughs) They're the best team in the NBA. So um, Utah Jazz and then the Clippers, right? Right. Uh, I I don't I don't know Uh, If if that's correct. I can't wait to watch the Clippers. But I don't know if that's accurate. I, I don't know. I don't Jesus. Know. All I know is is we're the best. We well, are no, the we best. Need to do, we need to do a we, live edit here. I'm pretty sure it's the Clippers. But, uh, don't do a live edit. Just figure out that's just, true. Just Nick, good. You Jimmy, Nick, you you're, the, uh, you're the guy. Um, y- 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 look, we lost We lost to the Suns by five points last night. The Suns were Booker, hitting, the Suns were hitting three after three after three so, after three so, at the end of the game. I mean, so they were just. No, Booker, oh, Booker I'm sorry. Now it's the Nuggets. Still a, a, formi- a formidable team. The, 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 look, Booker, Booker has. I think yeah, every single game. I think every Joker. single game he's played against Murray, the Sixers, he scored forty. Murray, it's not funny, Murray. That's a Joker reference. Right? Have you seen the movie? I don't know what he's talking about. Jesus, you saw the movie. Stop it. I didn't see it. Yes, he did. Shut up. Booker Booker puts up forty against us every single time we play him. I mean, it's just it's just a thing. It's He's just a, a thing. Superstar. But, but so did Dame, we had, and we, had, we won that game. Right. We had no Joe no, last no, night. No, no. We had no Joe last night. Ben put up six points. Ben had an off game. 
Toby went crazy, 24 points. He was great. Al Horford, Al Horford oh was insane God. last night. 32 it's, points. It's, that was his that, best game as a Sixer. That fucking dunk. That fucking dunk. It's kind of hard oh my God, to. It's Al still, Horford. It's still. I'm still taking in that he's a Sixer. I hated. It's nice hated because he Al always. Horford. He, but, but yeah, exactly. And now that when he's he was now on that he's team. ours, it's like Bryce Harper. It's like. You hate that exactly. fucking guy, but now that he's ours, he is. He is. He is the same exact thing as Bryce Harper. Dude, they're perfect. They're both perfect for this town. Al Horford is perfect for us. He is everything we need him to be. When when Joe needs a night off, Al Horford is fucking ready to go. Al Horford's not going to miss a game this year. He's not. The Sixers are the best team in the East. The only, Nick, not the only don't you put that evil on him. Not the only game, but the game that matters the you, most. Al. The game that matters the most in the upcoming schedule is when the Sixers face the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't know when that is, but that's the game that matters the most upcoming. Okay, bring it, bring the, it, right. Greek freak. So we're gonna we're, we got we got to wrap up on our time, but let's cover um some quick Philly stuff. We're gonna we're gonna cover the the Phillies real quick. They hired a new pitching coach. Just real quick. They they did you know they hired a guy that's uh he's got a he's got a hell of a track record, Brian Price. So the Phillies have gone in the opposite direction of what they did two years ago. They hired Gabe Kapler. You know they went with the young guys, but now they're getting the established guys. They're getting Joe Girardi. They're getting Brian Price and. They're they're doing the right things, and I'm really excited to see what Brian Price can do with this pitching staff. Update: I want to give an update. We play the Bucks for the first time this year on Christmas Day. Well, I, I, Christmas is canceled. Uh, sorry, Mom, Dad. Christmas is canceled. My whole day is devoted to the Sixers. Wonderful time of the year, Jimmy. Christmas Day. Christmas Day is the first time we play the Bucks. Yeah, Mom, Dad, love you. I I know you're I know you're listening right now. At two thirty p.m. No less. Christmas is canceled. You don't. Two thirty p.m. Christmas is canceled. You 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 get to open presents. Maybe have a little breakfast casserole. Mm. Uh, I I always make a breakfast casserole. We do. We Christmas do. Day. We, we do monkey bread. You know, you know monkey bread. Oh, I d- did. Oh, we do monkey bread. Well, on I Christmas. invented monkey bread. Jimmy invented monkey bread. I actually think I host my family's Christmas this year, and the door may be locked, uh, depending on the. Do not let game. anybody in. Two thirty, Matt. I'll be over. I'm coming Perfect. over. All right, go on with the Phillies. Uh, make it a little quick, and uh, we will go from there. Uh, no, d- I think Nick's, I already Nick's, hit the Phillies. No, Nick's got Nick's got knowledge on the new pitching coach. Yeah, so yeah, let's let's get into it. All right. So, um, 2018. I'm gonna go back to 2018 real quick. Rick Kranitz. Who's that? Rick Kranitz is promoted from bullpen coach. I love Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> to pitching coach. 2018, we saw Aaron Nola become a Cy Young candidate. We saw Nick Pavetta take huge steps forward to the point where we all thought, holy shit, we might have another ace. We saw Nick or we saw Zach Eflin take huge steps forward. He had a three war. 
Vinny Velasquez had a three war. The the point is, all our pitchers improved in 2018. And what 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 did this front office do? What did John Middleton and his cronies do? They fucking let Rick Kranitz just walk. You're fired. And you want to know why they let him walk? They let him walk because the assistant pitching coach, Chris Young, not the, not the former pitcher Chris Young, that, that, that tall fuck that threw 85 miles an hour, some, some random-ass dude that was hired off of the Houston Astros. Uh, he, he was a scout for the Astros. They hired him because he was a big analytics guy. And you know, you know how Klantak feels about his analytics. And about, I don't know, a half a dozen teams wanted to interview Chris Young. And instead of letting Chris Young interview with these teams, they fired Rick Crane. They didn't fire him. They said, you know what? Go find a different opportunity. They basically fired him. So we decided to keep Chris Young, a guy that has proven nothing, and let Rick Kranitz go. Do you, do you guys know where Rick, Rick Kranitz ended up? Jimmy? Matt? Nope. If I knew that, I don't know that. Nope. Rick Kranitz, <laughs> when Rick Kranitz was fired, let go, whatever you call it, he was hired, I think, within 10 minutes by the Atlanta Braves. Okay. The Atlanta Braves, 2019. Who are the Braves? Tenth overall in ERA, they they had a bunch of kids pitching, a bunch of kids, and each each and every one of them took a step forward, just like the 2018 Phillies. What did the 2019 Phillies do? Aaron Nola took a step back. Nick Pavetta was awful. Vince Velasquez was awful. Eflin was awful. The our, bullpen was awful. Our second half ERA was fourth. Everyone took a step back under Chris Young. When we had a perfectly good pitching coach in Rick Kranitz, and they just fucking let him walk, and Chris Young lasted a year, and rant over. Hey, we- you know what they gotta do? They gotta get back to the um, ideals of the team when they were playing at Shibe Park. Shibe Park? Yeah, that's right. Not even Connie Mack? Wow. They were playing at Shibe Park. I was there with my pops. And uh, we were watching the old fighting fills. Do you need some blackberry brandy? I am uh, fading fast here. <laughs> okay, well, take some blackberry brandy. You got the you got the Yakins? Yeah, we got Yakins blackberry brandy here. Get, yeah. Here we go. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, Sal. Thank you for your contributions today. Stockton, I think, took Old you off sales, your saddles. He's going to take a snooze. Okay, take a snooze, Sal. Uh, Nick, you got, you got me, anything else? Can you give me so, the so, mic back, Sal? Jesus Christ. Okay. Sal, He's stealing the mic from me. I'm yeah, sorry. It's okay. It's all right. We, we appreciate Sal. Stockton, Stockton took off his uh, saddle today. He is drunker than I've seen him. He is hammered. In, in four episodes. Uh, Sal needs an upper. So, so just to wrap this up real quick, I mean, we Rick Granite should have never been let go. I mean, I, I've 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 made that pretty clear. All right. So what do you? We do you have think? hired Brian Price. Brian Price is one of the most well-respected pitching coaches in the league. He started with the Mariners. He went to the Reds. 
with the Reds, I mean, he was he was so good with the Reds that when they fired Dusty Baker, they didn't want to lose him. They the guy with the toothpick? The guy with the toothpick. They made Brian Price the manager. And it's not very common to make a pitching coach a manager. I mean, uh, I, I think, you know, Mickey Calloway didn't didn't work out for the oh, Mets. Mickey um, Calloway. <laughs> who, who, who else pitching coach? I mean, I, it, it, pitching coaches don't get manager positions. They just don't. And Brian Price, he was miscast as a manager. So he failed miserably. He went on a fuck tirade. I think he said... I think he said fuck 37, 73 times, something like that, whatever. Yeah, he, he loves the F-bomb. He is, he is an amazing pitching coach, and we got the, we got the right guy. He's going he's gonna to help. He's going to help these young, these young pitchers. He's going to help Aaron Nola get back on track. Nick Pavetta. I still believe in Nick Pavetta. Nick Pavetta Oof. season 2020. We're mm. ready for you. Mm. We're ready for you. Nick, I think, Eflin, I think you're coming back. I, I think Brian Price is going to get everybody <laughs> back on track. All right, so you're you're a believer in Girardi and Price. Oh God! Listen, I, mean, I think I think we, I, we have two guys with with with. I don't want to. We're getting towards the end, track record. We're getting towards the end of the show here, and I don't want to get into an argument. But it's just like, come on, man. No, they're they are who they are. The the Phillies need to go out and get new pitching. They re- they release a bunch of guys. Vargas is one of them. They didn't release Pavetta. They released Nishak. Thank fucking God. Um, I Fuck think. Fuck you, Pat uh, Nishak. They need to go out and get new starting pitching. Yep. Sorry, I won't. Uh, oh. So and, we won't and, get too much into free agency. We're going to get into free agency next week. These guys are going to have to compete for jobs. And, co- and competition is, is, is good. Is amazing. Yes. You need competition. Agreed. These, Eflin and Pivette, they were handed jobs. They they right. weren't they weren't there was no competition. Who the hell are we talking about? They're on our team. <laughs> Brian Brian Price will get the best out of these guys. Um they're not all gonna make the team. They're not all gonna make the rotation because we're gonna sign some guys. But Brian Price was a fantastic hire. Right, Jesus Christ. Do That's I a- own the prices right? <laughs> we are going to go into the segment that we always end our show with, and that is the two-minute Pico. Philadelphia. Uh, fuck, I keep saying fucking Pico. Dude, just just say Pico. No, uh, the Philadelphia, for the love of fucking God. Um, Philadelphia. We're going to go into the two-minute Philadelphia power play where our resident cult member of the Flyers, Nick. Mm. The zombie Philadelphia fan. Goes at it. Flyer fan. On the flyers, so uh, Nick, uh, two minutes is yours. Um, tell, tell me when it starts. All right, uh, it starts now. All right, flyers, big win tonight, four one. TK eleven, baby, scored a goal. G scored a goal. Faraby got his second goal of the season. Great stuff. You know, we we nice win over the Carolina Hurricanes. But that's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm here to talk about the shootout. The Flyers played. Friday night and Saturday night, both games ended in a shootout. We won one, we lost one. As a Flyers fan, a hardcore Flyers fan, I fucking hate the shootout. And my casual Flyers fans, friends, if you want to call them friends, say, Nick, why do you hate the shootout so much? It's exciting. And God damn it, it pisses me off. 
Nick, it's the most exciting aspect of hockey. No, it's fucking not. It's pretty exciting. It's exciting, but it's a goddamn skills competition. We don't use the shootout in the playoffs. Do you want to know why? Why? Because it's a fucking skills competition. Oh. Games should not be decided by a goddamn shootout. Why do they do it then? Why would they do? Why would they do? Why would they do it? Why wouldn't they do it in the in the playoffs? Why wouldn't they do it in the playoffs? I don't know. Because it's fucking stupid. Oh. The skills competition to decide points is ridiculous. <laughs> the Washington Capitals win like thirteen shootouts a year to get into the playoffs. I mean, it's ridiculous. The three-on-three overtime is a hundred times more exciting than the shootout. Just, just, just make the three-on-three overtime from five minutes to ten minutes, ten minutes to twenty minutes. I don't care. That let's do three-on-three overtime for twenty fucking minutes. Get rid of the shootout. Yeah, shootout, shootout's cute. It's fun. You know, yeah, it's exciting, cool, but. A game should not be decided by a shootout. It's oh. like when you watch it's like it's you know, same for the soccer fans. I you know, I hate soccer. Soccer's stupid. But it's not stupid. how many games end in a fucking shootout to 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 decide, you know, who wins the World Cup? Just the World Cup. Well, come on. I mean, the these guys cup. these guys play their asses off for 60 minutes. Soccer, I don't know how long soccer is. 90 minutes? What fuck soccer? It's only, but, it's only the World Cup that decides it. These on. these hockey players bust their ass for 60 minutes. 90. And then <laughs> it's not 90. In, in soccer it is. I said hockey. Oh, okay. He did, he did say hockey. I said hockey. Sorry, it's your These hockey favorite. players bust their ass for 60 minutes and then play three on three for five. And then the, the, the decision to win or lose comes down to a fucking skills competition that should just be made for the fucking all-star game. It should just be for the all-star game. Like, cool, fun. Let's have, you know. It, it shouldn't, it should not. And how the hell have I not been cut off yet? I'm going to cut myself off. I'm right. Fucking, I just scored on the power play. Fucking cut it. Ah, and that's cut the end it, baby. of the Philadelphia power play. And the Flyers don't score again. And oh, we go I, to a I shootout. fucking scored. I scored. Fuck the power Thank play. Thank you or again fuck the for power joining play. us. Fuck this shootout. Our fourth episode of the Phil- Rocky Balboa Philadelphia <laughs> Cheesesteaks for an hour. Please follow us on Twitter on the... RBCFH. Uh, we're on Rocky Spotify now. Balboa. Yeah, RBCFH podcast. The acronym of the RBCFH podcast. I don't know. You can hear us on SoundCloud and Spotify. Spotify. Thank you for listening to us. I hope you have fun. I hope you don't take us too seriously. We are passionate, but we like to have fun. And uh, goes without saying. Goes without saying. Keep listening to us. Hashtag uh, thrust the process. uh, Listen to us. Please go on Twitter. And please disagree with us. Agree Go with Flyers. Us, and uh, we will be with us, be with you weekly. <laughs> and uh, we need to cut this off. Way too many crews. Hashtag thrust the process.